Have you always dreamed of creating your own beauty products or building your own beauty brand? Welcome to Beauty Business School, the podcast devoted to empowering beauty entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Doreen Block. Join me as we talk with industry insiders, beauty founders, and more to provide you with knowledge and resources for launching your own beauty brand. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Beauty Business School podcast. I am here with Loie Lane, who is the founder of a new brand called Love Anybody. Welcome, Loie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. So you recently launched the brand. Tell us about your background and why you decided to launch this new set of products. Yeah, so Love Anybody um, was launched this year. It was actually launched like two months ago, which is crazy to me. Um, my background, uh, in terms of just my story and the story behind the brand and everything, um, is primarily on social media. So I started doing YouTube, oh my gosh, six years ago now. Um, and at first I was just doing beauty videos and, you know, filming from like the shoulders up because I was always a bigger girl. Um, it wasn't something that like bothered me per se, but it was just like, I didn't see any other inclusion of like body types on YouTube at the time. And so I would watch my friends do these like haul videos and show off their swimwear or show off their cute outfits. And I was like, I really want to do that. Um, and so with a lot of like self pep talk, I started talking about plus size fashion and that was kind of where I like feel like I found my people. Mm. Um, the ones who like heard what I was saying and they were like, Oh my God, I get it. I've been there too. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, wound up inadvertently finding like the world of body positivity, uh, through talking about plus size fashion and, you know, just like my own struggles. And as a result, uh, now I've been doing YouTube for six years and talking about all sorts of things along the way, but my primary core message of self-love and body positivity and self-confidence has always stayed um you know my the the one thing that I want to drive home for everybody because I do think it's so important and um in terms of love anybody I really had a dream of creating these self-care products that were body positive that weren't trying to sell you the idea that there was something wrong with you or something wrong with your body um Mm -hmm. so fix it right because I think we see enough of that, um, you know, in the media and through other products that, you know, were marketed every single day. And uh, over the past year, uh, in being developed and going through so many changes. Um, and now here we are. Absolutely amazing. And this is something that we talk a lot about on the podcast and with other beauty founders is this idea that when you speak your truth and when you share your authentic story, you will find your audience and your customer base. And so I love that, that your story really starts from embracing yourself, embracing your truth, and really having a community rally around you. No, absolutely. I think that um, what you just said is so spot on. We only have like our truth and our own personal stories to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And like, in a world now where I feel like you can kind of launch off with any fundamental 
core idea as long as you're passionate about it as long as it's like something that you really love um people you know people focus on their passions and create entire brands around it all the time um so i'm very very glad that it's something that means as much to me as body positivity and just spreading that spreading that self-love for like yes. a pack of a bedroom. and i love actually um that you were uh, just sharing that you're really thinking about this as a self-care brand as opposed to beauty necessarily. I think that's so spot on. And so tell me more about how you decided which products to launch first. So for me, um, the way that I've always approached Love Anybody, by the way, is when people ask me exactly what it is, of course it is a line of skincare. So I know that that can traditionally be seen as beauty and probably to some people it is, but I always have seen it as a body positive lifestyle brand. Um, and once again, it's just that I wanted to create things for people that I felt like were missing on the shelves um, that didn't have any negative marketing them and didn't feel negative um so for me in terms of like the love anybody products um i focus on two kind of key groups to start off with here and of course my mind is constantly racing on what's next because i'm that kind of person like all right <laughs> we haven't even finished project one and i've already like segued off to like project five and six True entrepreneur. I'm sorry. I said you're a true entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. That makes me feel so much better. I think some people would probably just call me a scatterbrain, but that's wonderful. <laughs> um, luckily, I have the entire team around me uh, of amazing people who work at Love Anybody to kind of center me. So we uh, focus on two core like ideas at first, and I was really lucky because. I have the luxury as someone who started off a business and being a new entrepreneur um, of being able to listen to my subscribers who were exactly the people I wanted to target. You know what I mean? Like they were the exact group of people who I would want to rock love anybody and who I would be making these products for. And the primary two uh, questions that I would receive were about chafing and stretch marks. So it was kind of a no-brainer starting off with uh, cat or products rather in those two categories for me. Um, and then it went through a lot of just kind of trial and error, getting down exactly what we wanted, um, figuring out, you know, exactly which products were the best to start with. And I'm really proud of this kind of core group of four products that we have so far. Uh, two are in the anti-chase category, and then two are in the stretch mark category. And all four of them are just such knockouts. So it went through a little bit of trial and error um, and just, you know, trying to figure out what was the best place to start off with. But I I love that our launching point is at two, um, two places where both chasing and stretch marks are a totally normal human thing. Mm -hmm. that I think everybody in a lot of different size yes. uh, categories experiences. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I felt like it was cool to address those things first before moving into anything else. So it's, it's a powerful little foursome of products. Oh, wow. I can't wait to try them. You're right that this is something that 
it really impacts everyone, no matter their body shape or size. And also super interesting to me is that when I think about uh, my experience going to the drugstore and trying to find a product that um, helps with those types of solutions, there is not a lot of innovation that's happened in those categories. I think, you know, baby powder, that's, that's it. So it's super exciting that you're bringing something new and innovative to market. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I was seeing a lot of like, for lack of a better word, and I'll backtrack once I say this, I was seeing a lot of like hacky answers. So like, I would like, look up anti-chafing solutions for myself. And I would see like life hack videos or like Pinterest boards of like, do oh. this, put deodorant between your legs or, you yeah. know, for stretch, do this and this and this. And it was like, no, I just want to have a convenience of going to grab something that I know will work. And I, you know, I want it to be right there. So I'm really, really proud that we were able, and of course there are other products that have addressed uh, address these concerns in the past, but maybe I'm a bit biased saying I think love anybody is obviously the best. <laughs> um, and it just, I, I'm really proud to kind of fill that like white space on the market um, and let people know that these are totally normal things. Um, every body deals with them and it doesn't matter like your size, your shape, anything, your gender, you can use love anybody products to address these things that we all go through um if that's something that you want so i give uh clothing companies as you know a plus size woman mm -hmm. i give clothing companies a lot of flack for like the one size fits all uh <laughs> marketing there should be one size fits all so i'm very proud of that that is awesome and so tell me more about the product development process experience I'd love to hear how the process came about and we can dive into more details because we really nerd out about that aspect of things on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm really lucky that I had uh, my amazing partner, Brandable, to work with me through this because, you know, I can, as someone who um, primarily has been focused in the social media world and I know how to gain an audience and I know how to talk to people. I don't know so much about factories and, you know, manufacturing and all of that good stuff. Um, but in terms of actually developing the product, we went through rounds and rounds and rounds of samples over the past, oh my goodness, year. Um, yeah, full year. It was a full year in April. And it was just like constantly tweaking things, you know, when, especially when I knew I was developing creams and lotions, I got very excited in terms of, uh, you know, for me, I was like, I want to put scent in that. And then it, it was one of those things where constantly the revisions were happening because I had our consumer in mind and we had our consumer in, um, in terms of, you know, we sat back and thought about it and these products are made to address your skin in a time of stress, whether it's the skin stretching or, um, you know, chafing because of the friction of your skin rubbing together and so on. So we left everything unscented. Um, there's amazing ingredients in all four of these products uh, that make me really happy <laughs> to be putting on my every day. Um, it's all a very gentle but effective approach to skincare. 
That is so great. And I think what's super interesting too, is that we hear, we've heard from other entrepreneurs on the podcast about the really intense struggles and the many years that it took them to find a lab that was willing to work with them and, not, and trying to ramp up on all of that ingredient knowledge and formulation knowledge. So I think it's really incredible to take a moment to pause for the podcast audience to say that there are these third-party agencies or um, uh, partners like Brandable that can help take something to execution faster. I think it's so smart that you went that approach. Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, in terms of Brandable, they have the experience under their belts. They have phenomenal companies um, that they've actually partnered with people, my peers and people that I know in the YouTube space um, to create brands. And, um, you know, like I have always just really loved their story and they knew a lot about the business world. And mm -hmm. meanwhile, I'm still learning every single day. Um, I so admire those people who spend those years like looking for the labs and grind and grind and grind. And like, I can't even imagine like. It's a whole other job. You'll right. Yeah. It's a whole job. other job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm super lucky in that aspect. And um, it's something I definitely don't take for granted. But um, so for me, the process was, it, it was, absolutely smooth sailing and as someone who is like down to bear their whole life online trust me when I tell you if it had gone sideways I would be like girl let me tell you the story but <laughs> he, he really had a very fortunate experience um in terms of product development I mean everything just went perfectly as perfectly as it could have and actually, another element of bringing the products to market is packaging. The branding and the packaging for Love Anybody is so eye-catching. How <laughs> do you determine what direction to go with with the branding? Like, did Brandable bring you a bunch of options and you kind of whittled it down from there? would love to hear the process for creating that kind of standout marketing experience through the packaging. Well, the the... Uh, packaging for Love Anybody was something that obviously we threw so much time into. Um, and while we're also filling a white space on the, um, you know, uh, shelves in terms of products that haven't been done very much or haven't been done at all, um, we wanted the products to really obviously jump out and be fun and not be too serious. Uh, I think that there is an element of like, fun with these in terms of you know I want them to be incorporated into your self-care routine as a way of showing your body some love um, so we really wanted the, the packaging to reflect that and I personally sat in a room um, flipping through Pantone books wow. and trying to figure out what it was that I was the most like obsessed with what popped out to me the most you know so I was like between one or two shades going back and forth and back and forth um you know originally I think that like our original bottles I have uh samples of them we had just like flat non-metallic like teal and I think our other color was like purple and we wound up going with the blue and the pink because blue and pink are actually my favorite colors <laughs> um but we just loved that the 
um, each category could kind of have its own designated color where it's like you see it and you know, okay, that's the Love Anybody stretch mark products. And, um, you know, as we expand, you'll be able to see that, you know, this has been added into that family or so on and so forth. And um, so in that aspect, I thought it was really important to kind of like color code things, so to speak. I know for me, if I don't stay organized, nothing gets done. So I kind of put the approach to these. Um, and then the actual packaging, I just like that little heart is literally like how I sign my name. So um, when I sign my name on like, you know, things for fans or anything, we're not signing like a legal document, let's say. Um, uh -huh. My Elaine signature always has a heart at the end. Oh, so amazing. I thought that was <laughs> I don't have my name on the product because I want people to know that this is not a brand that I created because I'm an influencer. And I don't want um, people who don't know who I am to come into it and not take the brand seriously because it's um, run by someone who also does influencer work. I, you know, I want it to be its own beautiful child. And I'm so proud of it um, for standing on its own. But I did want to incorporate a little bit of myself into that packaging. Um, and we just, we went to town with the, just the designs on it, like the geometric shapes. Um, it feels very fun to me, especially like with summer right around the corner. I'm like happy to have it out on my shelf and it's super bright and poppy. And yeah, it, wow. it went through a little bit of, a little bit of trial and error, but Again, I feel like we ended at the, uh, the perfect place. You nailed it, I think. And I <laughs> love that signature touch. I didn't even realize that <laughs> we know the behind the scenes on that. Yep, you guys are the first. I haven't actually said that. Um, nobody's asked about it uh, in any interviews yet. So you're the first one to <laughs> get that little mini, the, the mini scoop. The insider story. Love it. So. <laughs> Um, tell me about the insider story with debuting at Target. I mean, that is incredible. That is every beauty founder's dream. So congratulations and tell us more. Um, thank you, first off. Oh my gosh, this is just like, I feel like we're having like a giant, like, I, I, I just feel like I'm like talking with a girlfriend about like all of this. So this is very fun for me. <laughs> um, so I, everyone's a fly on the wall to our coffee date. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so Target was in my first ever discussion about Love Anybody. Um, when I was in my first meeting, you know, talking about what this brand would be, um, we didn't even know it was going to be called Love Anybody yet. My dream retailer, when um, my partners asked me what that would be, was Target. I had done influencer work with them in the past. Um, and I always loved their brand. It was actually the last um, retail job that I had as I was starting YouTube before it took off to the point where I could, you know, sustain myself from it um, and sustain myself from social media work was I, I worked as a fitting room attendant at Target. Oh, so, so in the family, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> very full circle. The universe is very, um, but it's, such a cool story now because I, you know, I, I worked in those fitting rooms. I attended every team meeting. Um, mm -hmm. I loved the messaging that Target had and it was such a light in my life back mm -hmm. then. 
Um, and I loved going to work. I didn't dread it. And I definitely have worked retail jobs where I did dread it. And there were, you know, there were things that were not target based, like customers stealing clothes in the fitting room that were not great. But um, in terms of the company themselves, it was amazing. So um, it was definitely something where I went into Love Anybody knowing that that would be the dream, but never thinking that would be our launching point. Uh, that was a huge surprise um, when we found out that we would be launching in select Target stores to start with and also were available online uh, nationwide. So, um, I mean, it's been wonderful. They're an amazing company. I know that I spend way too much time buying things I don't need in Target. Um, so it's been I go in there for one thing and I end up with like $300 <laughs> of purchases. <laughs> Yes, same. Yeah. Um, I I also really think that they were very interested in the message that Love Anybody was spreading. Mm -hmm. um, it showed a lot of interest in the body positive messaging. And I think that they um, take that as something that's important. And um, it definitely reflects in some of their other products as well. Uh, in terms of their fashion, like with every launch, they're becoming more size inclusive. Um, their plus size section is good. They have like a lot of different um, options in terms of bodies for clothing. So I'm very excited to kind of be that first in terms of um, body inclusive beauty stuff. So yeah, it's been amazing. Absolutely my dream. That is so cool to manifest that and, and here it is. And by the way, did you go to Minneapolis to pitch them at all or did it just? Yes. <laughs> I did. I did. I went to Minneapolis uh, in no, 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 December. Sorry. Um, and it was freezing. Uh, I never been there before. Uh, my dad was from Minnesota, but like, I had no idea it was going to be that cold. Um, but their actual Quarters is gorgeous so cool to talk with them um so yeah that's another experience i'll definitely treasure that is so so cool and um you know you mentioned that you had partnered with target in the past i would love to hear more about what you feel is a recipe for success with partnering with a brand in terms of social media influencers and brands and um, I feel like a lot of beauty entrepreneurs and founders, they want to partner with influencers, but there's so much, uh, it's a wild, wild west still. And so what have you found to be a really effective way to partner? Well, granted, um, you know, this is my first uh, venture into entrepreneurship and specifically having a brand mm -hmm. uh, being sold in a retailer. But in the past, like I said, I had worked with them on an influencer basis, whether it was um, talking about specific products or um, for a while, they had almost like a little like target zine out and oh. they're still doing it. It was kind of like an online, like um, it, it was almost like they went by volume and they would like talk about like the top picks of the season. Um, so for a while there, I was incorporating sponsorships from them into my videos. Um, this was several years ago though. Uh, but if you, you know, I, I think that it's kind of two different worlds, um, influencer work and working with a brand and 
um, if you are a brand wanting to work with an influencer, it's obviously totally different from partnering and, you know, getting products on shelves. And uh, it's just a totally different ball game. Um, but in terms of uh, if there are any brands out there, um, is that like, uh, sorry, is that <laughs> the question? Just like yeah. brand marketing with uh, influencers? With influencers. And I suppose, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, a brand that maybe wants to do a deeper collaboration where, because um, I feel like there's all those levels, right? There's the, let me send you a product and maybe you'll post a story about it on Instagram or maybe it'll make it into a haul. And then there's that next level of let's partner and collaborate and create something together. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of those things. Like, do you feel like there's space for all of those opportunities? What do you like best? What do you think works best? Um, well, I have had this number one, such a cool thing, because I've actually never sat back and thought about this, but I oh, have really yeah. experience in terms of, um, I get PR and I partnered with brands and so on. And now I'm on the opposite side of sending the PR and, um, marketing with influencers so i guess i kind of like have seen both sides of it which again is something i've never like really even put into words um in terms of like my advice for influencers um you know working with companies and all of that fun stuff and doing the sponsorships <clears throat> excuse me i would say that forming a connection with the people behind the brand is really important um a lot of stuff is just numbers on papers nowadays and you know it's not that uncommon for anybody to have x amount of followers anymore i think it used to be like so oh my gosh you know this person has two million subscribers like we'll pay you whatever you want or we'll do whatever you want and now the market is so huge which is great because everyone is telling their story and everyone is like talking about um what they're interested in and marketing stuff and all of that but um now i think if you are somebody who wants to partner with brands if you're somebody who wants to get more brand work the best thing you can do is make those connections with the actual human people um behind the brand whether it's um you know through like dinners which i feel like i'm invited to very often by brands uh dinners or events you know um even if it's just like over email just like kind of like like over time getting to know people is the best way to form a relationship with them and i think you'll also find out things about the brand uh that will really solidify your stance on it and solidify that fact that like okay i want to work with them more or okay maybe this messaging isn't for me um, but for brands who want to kind of partner with influencers, it's like you said, um, there's like different levels to it. There's the generic uh, PR mailing, which can be effective. But once again, I feel like it's so much more effective if uh, flip-flopped on the brand side, whether it's through their PR person or what have you, because I know so many people uh, behind brands are way too busy to like, you know, have personal conversations with like a hundred influencers um just getting to know exactly who it is that you want to send partners to or partners sorry um products to mm -hmm. um is super effective 
you can kind of get to know um, what they like, what their, what the story um, that they have is, uh, you know, how your story would correlate with that. Um, definitely, I think that there's a sea of products out there and a sea of um, brands who are all, you know, trying to just make it now in this really competitive industry. Um, so that's a great way to just kind of like get to know people. And I think it can make um, just a simple sending a product a lot more effective if you just kind of take the time, get to know somebody, and they'll remember that. They'll remember like a personal touch and the fact that you made the effort to like get to know them a bit. I think that is such brilliant advice. And I know recently, for example, I uh, did a demo or I, I got to see a demo of Upfluence and some other social media um, influencer type tools. And there is, to your point, there's such scale and there's so many people and stories to keep track of. But at the end of the day, nothing can replace that one-to-one -one connection. And that's where the magic happens. And I think you see that with the brand that you've developed with Love Anybody. And I know, granted, it is your own brand, but um, just that truth to the story and the message and doing it in just such a proper way if a brand is looking to collaborate with an influencer, it has to have that same level of care and attention and rightness, I guess, about it. Right. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, in no way do I marginalize how like busy people are. Like I know that for me, um, I'm running a million miles a second 24 seven. So I know that other people doing the same thing um, behind every business is actual people and, you know, people making decisions for it and, um, who cares so much about it, no matter how large or small the scale. Um, but I think just taking, carving out that time to just get to know people, just put those personal touches into the things that you do, or even just like hand signing a card can be really, really meaningful. Um, you know, I think that we see a lot of product, particularly in the beauty world, um, beauty and fashion, there's just a ton of stuff all the time um so when it's something physical that you're marketing just just showing that you care i guess mm -hmm. um you know even though it's obviously you care about your business but just showing that you care to invest your time and your energy into just kind of getting to know the influencer um it, i think that for me my experience with that has been that i take a brand more seriously because i know like okay, they're investing time into just like getting to know what I like. Um, whether that's just like even filling out like a Google form document um, of like my birthday or my foundation shade or whatever it might be. Um, that can be really, really, really personal um, and just help to form that relationship faster. That is so brilliant. I'm always such a big fan of that very actionable advice. And so that's a big <laughs> take as well of just even like creating a system to personalize and that that's, that that's something that you would be receptive to. That's super cool to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm like, I, I love like being able to have that experience and kind of bring that to the table. So hopefully some of you guys listening will take that to heart and make your, make your Google Docs. Just ask people for you get their A's and it'll form that relationship with minimal effort. 
Yeah. Well, and by the way, you're the first person that we've had on the podcast who really sits on both sides of the table in that way of the influencer and the brand. And so your vantage point is very unique on, um, on this, uh, type, this part of the process. Mm -hmm. And it's a part of the process that is more important today than ever. Um, certainly it wasn't like this back 20 years ago. I mean, all of this is developing, um, you know, since you've been on YouTube and just even over the last year or two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is a really unique experience. Um, and I've been very, uh, maybe even overly choosy with, you know, the people that I want involved with projects and um, who I am choosing to put paid marketing into. Um, but that's probably a good thing. It's probably better to be too choosy and to be overly critical and um, really look at like, everything from a to z rather than just pick somebody because you know we have this amount of marketing budget and we want to reach this many people so how are we going to do that um for me i've been really fortunate um in the sense that i've been able to i i personally know everyone that we're going to put that paid marketing into um i personally know the people who will be involved in our shoots for the products and um it's been really cool and I, I i guess i can't imagine it any other way i'm a very hands-on person obviously and um with owning my own business through the sense of um youtube and social media and being an influencer um i i don't i don't know how to be hands off so uh yeah i mean I guess I don't know anything else, but I do like to think that we're working pretty well so far. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it is a really cool experience. Oh my gosh. And, and that's another true entrepreneur thing, always having your hand in everything and, uh, you know, very hard to delegate, I'm sure, especially at the early stages, but it just sounds like such an amazing partnership. And um, I wanted to ask, and this is something that a lot of the podcast listeners are always excited to hear about. Do you have any mentors? And if so, what has been the main lesson or set of lessons that you've learned from them that you can share with us? Mm -hmm. um, that's a great question. I don't specifically have someone who has kind of walked the field that I've walked, mm -hmm. um, has like sat there and told me, okay, like, you know, you need to keep this in mind or this in mind. But I've been very fortunate. Um, my mom's boyfriend, um, he owns and sells businesses, um, or he has in the past. And he currently owns um, an anesthesia business, believe it or not. There is, like, market in anesthesia and selling that to hospitals. Um, and so while it's a completely different universe, um, and he is doing something on a completely different, you know, just it, it's not even the same world, let alone a scale. Um, he has helped me so much in the sense that when this was first like a twinkle in my eye, just making sure that I, you know, um, was covering all of my bases, mm -hmm. um, just giving me that like invaluable advice that someone who has walked um, the, the playing field for years and years and years would have. Um, so in that aspect, it's been really cool. And sometimes it can come across as like, you know, 
he's older than me. He knows better than me. He's asking me these questions and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't always have the answer straight away, but it's really great because if nothing else, it gets me thinking and it gets me like, okay, like I do, that's something I need to keep conscious in my head. Um, and just in terms of like, it's been great because on the flip side, I've been able to help him with um, marketing in terms of online for mm-hmm. his businesses. Um, so we both, I, I guess, maybe more than a mentorship, even though we're like 30 years apart in age, um, it's more so that we just have valuable information to give each other. Um, My family is very, my family, just like me, is very hands-in, not only with their own stuff, but with my stuff. So, (laughs) it's it's kind of like very much so. When I was growing up, uh, my parents worked at a church, and we all sang in a choir together, and it was very much so, like, we were, like, we looked like weirdos. But it's that <laughs> my, <laughs> my, um, my businesses, like, when it comes to YouTube or my brand now, um, my it's basically that's, like, our family activity. So they're constantly, like, checking stuff out, constantly coming in to help me and giving me that, like, advice and saying, what can I do to help? So, um yeah, I would say if anything, like it's just been everyone around me in my close family circle um, who's been so helpful. I think that is so incredible to hear. I want to pause on that for a moment um, for the podcast audience too, because I think every time I ask about whether someone has a mentor or a set of mentors, it almost sometimes can feel like a trick question because sometimes people really don't in the sense that they are their own North Star. They've created a path for themselves. They have a really strong conviction about what they're going to create. And I I hear that in your story, that it's like, you knew because you know the audience, you know what you want in a product. And I think it's so powerful. And I love that you own that as well, that it's like, you, you know, you have um, family around you that is so supportive and you have people that you can use as a sounding board, but um, it's not like you're necessarily um, talking to one person or a set of people for, uh, you know, walking their same path. You're walking your path and bringing in expertise where you need it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I can definitely feel that. And I, I was talking about this with someone the other day, completely unrelated, but like um, just about like how fortunate I've been to have my family again so hands-in in like the process mm-hmm. and I think that when I first started off social media them asking about it all the time when I had nothing really to show for it just yet mm-hmm. um that was almost a little bit embarrassing or just not like I didn't have the results I wanted yet I didn't have anything to show them but even then it was like how can we help, you know, how they saw the drive and they wanted to know as much of a strange concept it was for everyone that I was talking to. They wanted to know, how can I help? How can I, you know, um, do this and do that? And so I've been really lucky in that regard. And I really feel for people who maybe don't automatically have that support from the people in their lives, or maybe don't get that kind of feedback, or maybe even get like skepticism um from the family or, yeah 
that is, it's such a great point. And we haven't talked a lot about this on the podcast yet, but I love that you're bringing this up, which is, it almost translates to sort of like a mental health element to being a founder or just general putting yourself out there. So having people who will be in your corner and root for you. And it's so exciting that with Love Anybody, you haven't hit any hiccups, which is absolutely incredible. And it's been pretty smooth sailing, as you mentioned. But um, just knowing that that your family or your community would be in your corner rooting for you and just getting you through the the hiccups and the speed bumps, that is so powerful as an entrepreneur. So you have to cultivate that if you don't have it already. Absolutely. 100%. Um, Like I was saying, I feel so hard for people who don't get that support. I can't imagine what that feels like. And I, I, like you said, it kind of like brings mental health into the play um, in terms of when you doubt yourself, you're not you're not able to focus on your work when other people are doubting you around you. And then you begin to doubt yourself. And then it's just this really vicious cycle. And literally what you said, you have to cultivate that around yourself if you don't have it already. And it's scary in the age that we're in to put yourself out there and to reach out to people. But it also does mean that it's so easy to connect with people on something that you're both passionate about. So if anybody was listening who maybe doesn't have that support system, but wants that support system, wants those people to soundboard off of and, you know, wants that, I would say the internet is a great tool. I mean, if you don't have that in-person support, just finding people who are interested in the same things you are and who are in that same community as you if you do a little bit of digging, even on Google, even on Facebook groups, mm-hmm. I guarantee you'll find someone you connect with. And then all it takes is one person and yes. one person to believe in you. So, um, yeah, I think that, again, it's kind of what I said before, like making human connections now is like invaluable. And it's um, it, it's so important, especially in business. You may not think it is, but uh meeting people and just having perspectives, even if there's nothing that they can like give you to up your business or there's nothing you can like give each other to like um necessarily like boost each other for sales or boost each other to labs or whatever, whatever. Um you can still help each other so much because you'll help each other improve. Yes. Um, so yeah. I think that actually brings our conversation home in a way to where we started, which is about self-love, self-motivation, and that inclusivity story. And so I want to hear more about whether you feel that that's the future of the beauty industry, Uh, not to lead the witness, but I certainly believe that inclusivity and self-love is totally the future of the industry. But with (laughs) your take on that, and also what is on the horizon for the brand? So I love that you said uh, that self-love and inclusion and everything, that's that's what's coming up for us because I think that we went a long time in terms of what we were marketed and the media um, and just everything around us. We as a society kind of believed in one type of beauty and that was about it. Um, It was one body type, one look, one, you know, one type of beautiful. And now I think that people are just tired of feeling 
excluded and they're tired of not feeling as beautiful as they are. Um, we're told to love ourselves and everyone's beautiful in their own skin, but then 10 seconds later, we're marketed like a fad diet to get rid of belly fat. And it's like, you just told me I was fine, you know? Um, so a lot of contradicting messaging throughout the media right now. And um, even still, as I think that we're moving into such a good place in terms of inclusion, in terms of, um, you know, letting people know that they're good, they're okay in their own skin, and they're worthy in their own skin. So I definitely know that for me, for the last several years, um, I kind of just paved that path for myself when I didn't necessarily know that it was there. And I cultivated an amazing, amazing audience around the very, you know, wholesome idea that you're just worthy in your own skin and it's okay to love yourself and it's okay to feel beautiful. So I think that you're completely right in terms of um, that will continue to be the future because we've deserved it. I mean, it's kind of like our time now um, to take back that meaning of beautiful and to take back um, just feeling confident in our own skin. Um, so I hope, you know, I, I've loved creating this, these products for Love Anybody and um, I love my brand and I, I'm so proud of it and so passionate about what we're going to continue to bring to the market and we're going to continue to, you know, push our way through and make more products that are body positive. Um, we started out in our core to um, sectors of anti-chafe and stretch mark products, but we're going to keep trucking mm -hmm. along. Um, but I also think that there will be more body positivity and inclusion from other brands, no matter how that looks. I think mm -hmm. every brand's story is a little bit different. Um, but for now, I am super excited to kind of be leading the charge. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, and we are just so excited to have our products. Um, on shelves in Targets right now. We have them on select Targets, uh, like I said earlier, select Target stores all over the country, and they're also available on Target.com as well as LoveAnybody.com. So we're really focusing on this core group right now, but like I told you, my mind is like a million miles a second. So I've known products for like a year. I love them. They are like my daily routine. I've gone through so many bottles of them, but I'm also, you know, now that everybody's finally met them, mm -hmm. I'm going to step back and rein myself in and let everybody meet them properly. But I am like ready for what's next. And I'm not 100% certain on just what that is yet. But I know that we will continue to prioritize um, body positivity and creating products that don't make you feel bad. They're made to specifically love your body and love the skin that you're in. Um, so I'm really excited for what that future looks like with Love Anybody and with this brand. Loie, you are so amazing. <laughs> we are rooting for you and I cannot wait to keep tabs on what comes out next. You know, I would love maybe in a year we have you back on the podcast to hear where the journey's taking you next. Um, I'm so honored and grateful that you took the time today to share with us how this brand came to life. And I want to wish you all the best luck with it. I can't wait to pick up the products and we'll include the links too for everyone. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, thank you. And I would love that. I would love to come back in a year and we can just look back and be like, wow, look at all of the stuff that's happened for for you guys, for Love Anybody. It'll be like a little catch-up coffee date with all of us. Um, And all of you guys listening have to come back, obviously. Set a reminder on your phones. Um, But no, thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute, absolute pleasure.